The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. The Explorers podcast is sponsored by RM Capital, a provider of specialist, small to mid-cap corporate advisory and boutique wealth management services. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perry columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now today we're taking a, a look at the rare earth sector and it has to be said that uh, 2021 rare earths had a very big year. 2022 is shaping up as no different. Rare earths are of course critical to the world's shift to green power and the electrical vehicle revolution, all of which has been reflected in prices for the range of rare earth oxides just about doubling in the last 12 months. Prices for rare earths used in magnets in wind turbines and EVs have been particularly strong rising to more than $100 a kilogram, the highest level since 2011, which is a time when China was threatened to mess with supplies. Now, China remains the dominant producer, and because of the forecast surge in demand for rare earths, the world is doubling down on efforts to develop new non-Chinese supplies. That is particularly so in the US, which uh, brings us to today's interest in American rare earths. It trades under the code ARR, or Alpha Romeo Romeo, and at a last sale price of 35.5 cents, it has a market cap of around 138 million. The stock was a big mover in 21, and it's hit the ground running in 22, after a recent capital raise has given it the firepower to advance exploration and development studies across three projects in the US. The US is of course highly sensitive to China's dominance of the rare earth space, and through a number of presidential executive orders and the Department of Energy funding, it's intent on building up the nation's rare earth capacity. American rare earths is in the thick of things there from its projects and its involvement in government-backed initiatives across rare earth exploration, production and R&D. So to fill us in on the company's story, we have the MD and CEO, Chris Gibbs, with us today. G'day, Chris. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing there, Barry? I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you today. Right, okay. Chris, uh, exciting times in the rare earth space. But before we uh, get around to that, it'd be great if you could just give investors a bit of a feel for your background, uh, professional background. Yeah, sure, Barry. And uh, hey, look, you, you hit it on the head. It definitely is exciting times to be part of the rare earth industry. And I'm excited to be uh, in this with American Rare Earths. Now, uh, prior to uh, being yeah, with American Rare Earths, I was uh, in North America with uh, yeah, a company, um, Argonaut Gold responsible for the uh, Canadian business and developing a uh, new mine there in Ontario. And uh, yeah, prior to that, I was yeah, with a, a company called uh, Centera Gold as the VP of operations, and but also uh, with a company that was in the metals business, Thompson Creek Metals, and was running a, uh, yeah, a metals refinery as the VP general manager for the Langloth Metallurgical Company in Pittsburgh. And uh, then, you know, prior to that, running a major mine in northern BC and you know, spent you know, significant time as well helping to develop a major you know, copper gold mine in British Columbia and uh, spent, you know, spent time 
prior to that with the uh, placer diamond uh, barrack gold I mean yeah barrack gold and uh, also you know, a little bit earlier on in my life i was with the company called uh, millennium chemicals which is uh, in the titanium dioxide business running mm-hmm. a a refinery or a titanium dioxide facility in Baltimore, Maryland. So, have been around Barry, and mm. but it all yeah is yeah, a little bit of that background yeah, helps me shape shape the vision and uh, where I'm yeah wishing to take American rare earths. But that's a little bit about about Chris Gibbs. Um, now, Chris, uh, before looking at the projects, uh, just give investors a bit of a feel for your take on the uh, rare earths market and particularly how uh, what's going on in the US. Yeah, look, look, Barry. It's uh, yeah, it, timing could not be better you know, to be in this industry. In particular, there's the focus by the U.S. government to ensure you know, supply you know, chain security, and uh, yeah, there's uh, millions of dollars of investment that is going into research and development. And uh, yeah, the uh, well, it, it's no secret that the U.S. government recognizes the risk from China and the need to onshore you know, critical materials to reduce the national security and supply chain risk. Now, it's also interesting to note, um, yeah, apart from there being two presidential orders from two different presidents uh, in this space, that uh, you know, last Friday there was a uh, bipartisan bill that was introduced in the US Senate that would force defence contractors to stop buying rare earths from China by 2026 and to use the Pentagon to create a permanent stockpile of strategic materials. So, you know, it's not just rhetoric we're hearing from the US. There's a you know, clear strategy and a clear you know, activities, um, in particular with the presidential orders, the various you know, bipartisan legislation, and also you know, there's you know, over $800 million worth of uh, investment going into R&D you know, by the various you know, government uh, agency so a big focus in this industry and that's not you know, now that's in addition to the fact that we're in this green revolution where our future requires rare earths and critical materials and so you know, simply put my personal outlook for the company is extremely positive and uh, you know, for American rare earths we are in a unique position to be already having a US presence and a significant US presence to uh, to be involved and play a key role in shoring up supply for the US. Right. Okay. I understand recently too you signed up as a team member of the uh, US Critical Materials Institute. Tell us a bit about that and what the, that institute uh, set out to do. Yeah, look, Barry, the, uh, that, that's, that was some great news and that really comes as a result of uh, work that the head of, our, uh, uh, head of our business in the US has been working on for uh, yeah, a couple of years. And this really gives us the opportunity to work with some of the brightest minds in the world on the R&D and innovation efforts in the US and to also to participate in you know, R&D efforts, but also opportunities to be at the forefront to option license technology for deployment and provide input into the Critical Materials Institute. And so you know, we have a voice, uh, we're participating and we're actively involved with that organisation. And like I said, some of the brightest minds that are working on you know, finding, uh, well, working on leading edge technology. And uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, very excited about this. Um, we are, when it comes to the rare earth miners, it's ourselves and Rio Tinto that are the only uh, companies in the US, you know, you know, rare earth mining companies that are uh, part of that institute. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, we're, 
we're well poised and I'm, I'm excited about what, what that brings. And yet the, the reason being is that we, we see ourselves as more than just a, a mining exploration company, Barry. We are wanting to be at the forefront to partner and collaborate with uh, others in the industry to uh, you know, move further up the food chain to also be yeah, involved in processing and uh, yeah, this is back to my personal vision and some of my my, my background, which is actually producing metal. Producing and, uh, metal, yeah. yeah. And, and that's where I see the opportunity for us to be involved, particularly with you know, some of the organisations we're working with. No, I wasn't aware of that news out of the uh, state, so uh, the Pentagon's cracking the whip, which will uh, move things along in a real hurry. I uh, it, it definitely is, and yeah. That, that's obviously some of the reason for the you know, recent push on our you know, share price, Barry, mm-hmm. um, you know, with us having US projects and obviously a very strong US presence. And we've been you know, focused on that. You might have also seen some recent press releases where the last three directors that we've put on our board are all US-based. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's a key part of our strategy. Mm. Now, there'll be some investors wondering why um, a company uh, called American Rare Earths is listed on the ASX, not the, somewhere in the US markets. Uh, any reason for that? Just the depth of uh, markets for a, a junior? Uh, well, look, it, it, the, uh, the other part, it's yeah, it you know, started out you know, with, uh, with folks here in Australia. Mm-hmm. And as you know, yeah, the Australian mining industry is very entrepreneurial and uh, it... Uh, yeah, so yeah, it started out with the folks here in Australia and uh, people identifying these assets in the US and also identifying the opportunity. But we are we are in transition. Um, we we see ourselves as a uh, as an Australian you know, company listed on the Australian Stock Exchange, but we also see ourselves as a, an American company. And you know, we also recently listed on the US OTCQB, um, and uh, yeah, I, I think. Having that you know, breadth as well, where you know, we uh, are both Australian and you know, American, yeah, is a good thing. Yeah, both you know, countries are uh, very strong allies, and and I think yeah, we're very aligned in terms of the push to really you know, work together to uh, ensure this risk from China, but also the supply chain risks are uh, you know, protected for I think both countries, and mm. uh, yeah, so there's a there's a lot of yeah, commonality, but yeah, it's we are in transition. But obviously, yeah, the Australian market's a, a good market to be part of, and yeah, we we have a lot of yeah, very interested and yeah, long term shareholders in Australia that uh, I'm sure are going to be with us for a while. Yeah, um, don't want to overdo the uh, yeah, a company called American Rare Earths listed on the ASX because, of course, uh, look at Linus uh, produces. Uh, it's all from uh, WA processes it in Malaysia, and the uh, market cap has doubled uh, this year to uh, ten billion dollars. Yeah. Um, and I noticed that uh, in your recent capital raise, you had Fidelity, a uh, big in- institution, come on to your register. So yeah, you might be based here, but uh, the world knows about you. Well, exactly. We're very pleased to have uh, Fidelity you know, join us, Barry. Um, Fidelity yeah, are a uh, are in this for the long term. They're a uh, yeah, well known yeah, institution. Um, that are uh, yeah, investing all around the world, and also have a, a strong yeah, interest in in ESG, and uh, yeah, they they spent a lot of time yeah, doing due diligence with us, and we're very pleased to have them 
you're supporting us, and I'm sure with our recent <laughs> run on our stock price that uh, their investment is uh, very happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure we've got some very happy investors. There you go. Uh, just to round that off, they've got 9.9% of the company going forward at the moment. That's correct, Barry, 9.9%. Right, okay. Now, um, let's jump into the projects. Uh, I think uh, there's the three key ones, uh, five deposits uh, within those. Uh, La Paz in Arizona already has a 170 million tonne resource, a uh, expiration target of 742 to 928 million tonnes, and a uh, preliminary ec- uh, economic assessment due by the end of 2022. Uh, just bring us up to date what's going on at La Paz. Yeah, look, Barry, the uh, La Paz project, we're excited about this. It's one of the uh, like five you know, you know, jork resource, you know, rare earth you know, deposits in the US. Um, yeah, I liken this deposit to a large you know, copper porphyry deposit. Right. It's got, uh, it's, it's huge. Mm. And uh, what, what uh, we see here is it's, it's got consistent grade. And now you know, one of the things, it's not the, it's not the highest grade you know, rare earth deposit out there. But it's like a large, as I mentioned before, a large copper gold porphyry deposit, like a, uh, for example, like a Boddington. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, uh, it's got a lot of resources here and significant upside potential. And that's what we're uh, aimed on at, at the moment. We've already got a jolt resource and we're moving the project forward. We're in the midst right now of uh, metallurgical test work with wood and nagrom in, uh, yeah, well, in Western Australia. And so uh, the metallurgical test work is taking place, and uh, but we've also got a, a drilling program which commences uh, in, you know, well, mobilising to site at the end of this month, and you know, subject to uh, people not coming down with COVID and some mm-hmm. of the challenges we've got there, that they'll be uh, starting uh, yeah, in you know, late January, early February with the drilling on the ground, and the contractor is, uh, yeah, like I said, all all set up and uh, we're uh, in the midst of just putting uh, you know, some of our you know, final bits of uh, preparations in place. So that will commence then. And that focus is to really focus on what you mentioned there before is the uh, the target, you know, the additional target resources we've identified. Um, you know, we had a press release last year where the, you know, we're identifying additional from 742 to 928 million tonnes of rare earth mineralised rock. This is in a new area, the southwest area, and this is all in addition to the existing jork resource, which is at 170 million tonnes. So we're quite excited about this this drilling, and so, uh, yeah, that starts. Okay. Yeah, it's imminent. Great. Now, it's nicely located in uh, the mining state of Arizona, of course. But I also understand that's something that's not generally appreciated about the mining of the uh, rare earths. It's uh, very low in uh, thorium. Is that right? Correct, Barry. This is the, uh, you know, what you know, the folks you know, at the uh, Critical Materials Institute and the various research bodies and uh, you know, organisations are looking at. The La Paz project as well as the Hallett Creek project low in thorium and low in these penalty elements which uh, you know, create problems for processing um, but also not you know, favorable you know, they're not favorable from an ESG perspective because you need to do something with them mm. and dispose of them and disposing uh, you know, radioactive materials 
is not easy. <laughs> there, yeah. there, there's nowhere really to, to do that other than selling that through to uh, radioactive uh, yeah, places who can use that. So um, that's really what sets yeah, our deposits apart. And that's also part of our strategy is to yeah, be focused on these types of deposits. So we've got two very unique deposits, um, low in thorium and you know, radioactive materials um, and uh, you know, lots of rare earth materials. So we're, we're quite excited about these projects. Hmm. Now you touched on uh, Hallock Creek there in Wyoming, exploration target of uh, up to 385 million tonnes and a, uh, a higher grade than uh, La Paz. Exactly. This, this one, right now, this is not getting the attention, I don't believe, in terms of our, yeah, our valuation okay. um, because it's a target. I, mm. I, I get that. Um, I've been in this mining game for a while and yeah, you, you hear everyone... Yeah, there's a lot of promoters in this game, as you know, um, and uh, yeah, that's yeah, that, that's not who I am. I'm a yeah, I'm a yeah, I'm a mining processing and yeah, mine building yeah, background, um, and I'm, I'm quite excited about this project because it, it does have significant resources, but the grade is extremely high, mm. and so uh, we yeah, we've got drilling that is uh, due to commence in February. And uh, that's as soon as really weather permits and as soon as you know, we're able to uh, yeah, get on the ground. And uh, so, yeah, again, yeah, permit expiration permits, they've been approved. And so that driller is you know, on standby and will commence in uh, you know, late Q1 or early you know, Q2 at the latest. So uh, we're keen to get some drills in the ground and to really uh, demonstrate to the market that this, uh, this resource is significant. Okay. It was uh, only picked up last year? That's correct. We uh, picked this up last year from Zenith uh, Minerals and uh, we've been doing our uh, uh, field and uh, exploration work and uh, that's where we've been uh, you know, going through and that's where we've identified just from our uh, you know, field exploration programs and uh, various trenching, etc. that you know, the extent of this deposit, um, the, the drilling and what we're keen about this is the drilling will... You know, give us the, the depth and the extent yeah, of this deposit. So, yeah, it's yeah, we've only had it short, for a short while, but we've mm-hmm. been moving it forward. Um, as I said, permits in hand and yeah, this drill program, the maiden drill program will be yeah, commencing. And yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, well, we've already commenced plans as well for the next phase of that, that drilling to, uh, yeah, again, preparing for permits, but to really be, planning our uh, you know, resource you know, drill program, which will also be commencing you know, immediately after we uh, put these holes in the ground. Okay. And ultra-low thorium again. I was just wondering if you can put in context on investors just how low the thorium count is compared with, without, you don't have to name them if you don't want to, some of the other projects out there owned by others. Yeah, well, the, uh, yeah, in terms of the other other projects, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, off the top of my head, I'm... Uh, all I know, it's above 500 parts per million, okay, mm. which is the which is the cutoff point um, where you can safely transport and uh, move you know, the radioactivity right. material around. Yeah, mm-hmm. give you some context. Our, our projects are in around the 20 parts per million, so it's yeah, that, that's the uh, yeah, mm-hmm. sort of extent. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we we're in a very good position, which is why you know, folks from the uh, that are applying for various funding from the U.S. government are very keen to use our you know, feedstock 
um, in their uh, new technology. And uh, obviously, we've, you know, we've got a lot of material you know, through these projects that uh, it can be used in the future, and it's positive from an ESG perspective. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a little bit on that thorium piece, but it does make us unique, Barry, which, yeah, again, yeah, that's, that's what we're excited about. Okay, and um, search uh, going back down to uh, Nevada, where you've got Searchlight, which is uh, all of 30 k's from uh, the US's uh, only producing rare earths mine. Um, what's the uh, the program in 2022 at Searchlight? Hey, Barry, for Searchlight, you know, Searchlight project, we uh, are essentially just going to be doing some field you know, exploration, you know, work for that project. Um, yeah, that's not going to get as much attention as what we mm-hmm. are with that with our other you know, two projects. The uh, yeah, obviously we've got that one on the books. Um, the difference with Searchlight is that it yeah, does have higher grade. Um, it is in Nevada, which is an excellent yeah, mining jurisdiction, and it's only thirty kilometres away from the uh, Mountain Pass mine. Um, but one thing though, this um, that site does have the higher yeah, radioactive uh, material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is similar to what you see at the uh, Mountain Pass yeah, MP Materials Mine. Um, but again, that uh, gives us an ability, yeah, a little, yeah, an ability to really get into, uh, yeah, sure, yeah, higher grade. Um, but there's a lot of technology. Yeah, folks are also looking at you know, whether there's technology to, uh, to deal with yeah, some of this yeah, thorium, yeah, getting thorium out of the, uh, the process sooner. So, uh, yeah, it is... Yeah, more a longer term project that one, Barry. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, we're only going to be doing a little bit of work on that project. Uh, our two key projects is you know, La Paz, where we've got a current jork resource and we have yeah, significant upside, and obviously Hallett Creek, which I believe has the potential to uh, dwarf um, the La Paz project. Uh, okay, Chris, um, it'd be great if you could give investors a uh, bit of a feel for what they should be looking at in terms uh, for in terms of news flow. Uh, it's obviously going to be a big year, but uh, what what do you see as the main milestones as twenty twenty two unfolds? Okay, Barry, there's a uh, well, there's a there's a number of milestones as twenty you know, twenty two unfolds. We we have mentioned a couple of those in our discussion today. Um, the first one, of course, is the La Paz project drilling. Um, that that drilling commences in uh, as I said. Towards the end of this month and at the latest you know, early February and so uh, I'm excited to see you know, what results will come of that and so we'll be getting assay results from that uh, program um, as soon as uh, yeah, the backlog on some of these laboratories can uh, get us back our materials so we'll be getting yeah, something there mid-year in terms of those results. Mm-hmm. Um, also the Hallett Creek project uh, that uh, you know, drilling commences in like I said, in uh, February, and we'll be uh, getting results back from that again midway through this year. And uh, also running concurrently with this, we've been doing metallurgical test work for the La Paz project, and so uh, we've uh, been getting preliminary results back on that, um, mainly to put out uh, an update in terms of the metallurgical results in the next, uh, in the short term. And uh, but the actual final results for that, it's a fairly detailed you know, study you know, looking at also our process flows and the information that will be feeding into our PEA. Um, that will be coming out in, uh, in Q2. 
And uh, the later part of this year, we'll be pulling together a PEA for uh, yeah, the La Paz project. Um, now, the uh, other PC barriers, um, you know, and this comes back to my strategy and my vision you know, as a company. You know, my vision here is to uh, create the next major you know, rare earths and critical uh, minerals company you know, to help secure up supply for the United States of America. And it's more than just a mining company. You know, it's a, the intent is to move, not just focus on our uh, developing our mining projects, but to also be at the leading edge and being essentially a technology and uh, a processing company and be building our processing and refining capability. And uh, our strategy is to do that through uh, working collaboratively with various R&D partners and uh, your folks in that space. And uh, again, back to what you raised at the outset, Barry, with the Critical Materials Institute, we're extremely well poised. And so, uh, and we've been establishing relationships with various researchers. And so, uh, as outlined in uh, some press releases late last year, um, we're expecting some feedback in terms of funding approvals for these researchers. And so, there'll be some news flow that will come of that as well. And so, from a strategy perspective, my strategy, it's a, it's a bookend strategy, Barry, mm-hmm. which um, one end of the bookends is developing our mining projects on the same basis you know, that we've you know, seen mining projects develop, which is taking it through the various phases of you know, exploration and development, you know, environmental permitting and moving those projects forward. Now, the other end of that bookend is the uh, building processing and refining capability to produce metals. And that end of that bookend, we're also, that's where we are well poised with our folks in the US. And so we're working on that and the intent is to really close that supply chain and be working at both ends of that bookend so mm-hmm. that we can fast track that and bring that forward. And we're in this for the long haul, Barry. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's the vision for this company. And, and I believe there's a, you know, we've, uniquely poised and timing could not be better for American rare earths given we've got the assets we've got the people we've got the uh, you know, the resources and the uh, yeah we're well funded and we're in a very good position to continue to move this company forward right. well that's a great summary there Chris uh, investors will no doubt find very interesting personally I'm uh, I like the idea that uh, Halleck has been uh, overlooked a bit in the uh, in the market, but uh, obviously that's going to unfold in 2022. So lots to look forward to. Uh, so with that, Chris, thanks for your time today. Uh, much appreciated and best of luck with it. Hey, thanks, Barry. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you today. Take care.